Hi, this is Joelle, your podcast host. Before we begin, <laughs> I would like to acknowledge that we are recording this podcast on unceded Indigenous lands. Chachake, Montreal is recognized as the custodian land of the Ganyankehage Nation. This serves as a reminder that this history, which is often forgotten or neglected, enabled us to be here. As a white settler, this is especially important for me to recognize the role my ancestors played in colonization. That feminist hopes to create a space for dialogue, exchange, and critical reflection. With that being said, I invite you to think critically about your institutional and personal relation with the land on which you stand. Look at that feminist. Oh my god, she's so annoying. Yeah, I know, she talks too much. Hey guys! <laughs> so excited. Um, oh my goodness. This is our first episode of That Feminist. Uh, so, my name is Joelle. I will be your host for this uh, episode, or no, sorry, this podcast. <laughs> I am so stressed. Uh, you guys have no idea. They know all about that because <laughs> I've been talking about how stressed I am for the past week. And then uh, since this morning <laughs> for today, um, it was crazy because actually like when I went in my car to like leave this morning, I took the wrong exit because oh, no. of course I'm scared. <laughs> and, and then... Um, after that, in the car, I decided to just put my phone on shuffle. And the first song that comes in is Breathe In <laughs> from Ariana Grande. And then I was like, okay, thank you for reminding me. Wow. And then I shit you not, like, I, I swear to God, right after that, it was on shuffle, okay? But right after that, No Air by jo Jordan Sparks <laughs> comes on. And I was like, the universe is trying to tell me something. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was funny. That's awesome. But yeah, so I'm Joelle. I am 24 years old and I study at university. I'm studying journalism and I'm studying also law and society and women's studies because I cannot just pick one subject. I have to study everything I like <laughs> to learn about a lot of stuff. Um, and then in my spare time, I just, I'm a big Harry Potter nerd and I love Disney and the only sport I watch is Formula One. Other than that, not really a sports gal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love to like stand up what I for what I believe in. So that's why I created this podcast. And for me, like in creating this podcast, the really important thing was to include my friends because the whole like reason why I created this podcast is because I'm always having really deep, meaningful conversations with my friends. And I was like, you know, these conversations are really important and they're really like, worthy of We're being. We're just so smart and well-spoken. Yeah. <laughs> we need to hear this. Exactly. So um, I knew I knew I wanted to bring my friends in this. And uh, without further ado, these are the first two contributors that we have. So we're going to have yes. four contributors. You guys are going to meet the two other girls um, in the next episode. Uh, but for today, we have Nadia joining us. <laughs> and we have Ronan. Hey. <laughs> so I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Ronan, you want to go first? Sure, thank you. So I'm Ronan. Uh, I'm close friends with Joelle. We've been friends for, what, four years now? 
I don't know. Something like that. We Something went to, like we that, went yeah. to the same high school but didn't really know each other and we have been inseparable ever since we worked together. Yeah. Um what to say? I am 23 years old. My pronouns are she her. Um I am a beautiful fat fabulous trans woman and I love advocating for my fellow trans women as well as myself. Um I, in my spare time, I do skincare and eat lots of food, and I'm super, super honored to be here. Um, I'm really looking forward to the really cool, interesting conversations that yes. I'm going to have. And it's really nice to meet Nadia, and I'm excited to meet the other two girls, too. I think what you're mm-hmm. doing here is really, really special and important as well. Thank you. And can I just say, Ronan is like the funniest uh, yeah. And like she, she's just so fun to be around, <laughs> Thank and you. she always has oh like gosh. the deepest, like meaningful input on everything. So mm-hmm. that's why I really wanted to have her here. Um, so and yeah, nice. I forgot to say, but my pronouns are she/her as well. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, Nadia. my turn. Yeah. Hi, besties. So um, my name's Nadia. I'm 19, about to be 20. So I can join the 20s club with the other girls. Yes. Mm. (laughs) And uh, I am, I met Joelle not that long ago. We have a mutual friend uh, and that's how we originally met. I don't know if you want me to tell the story about how we met, but I I think it's a funny story. Yes, yes, no, you can tell it. (laughs) So um, the first time Joelle and I met was, I guess, 2019, because this was pre-pandemic. And I did like a little Halloween get together at my house. And our mutual friend brought Joelle, and they did a uh, <laughs> costume together. And uh, Joelle was Jeffree Star, <laughs> and my friend was Shane Dawson. That it costume was a obviously time, did not age well. No. Um, at the time, those two were like really popping. You know, they <laughs> did their series together and whatever. So um, did not age well. They were super cute though, and um, <laughs> I remembered Joelle from that. And then uh, I'm also a journalism student. At Concordia. My other major is creative writing, but we're both in journalism. So that's how we sort of started talking and becoming friends and um, talking about different issues, just like replying to each other's Instagram stories, honestly. So uh, yeah. And besides being a student, I'm a freelance writer and I host a weekly radio show on CJLO 1698 M. It's called Soul Sister. (laughs) It's a K-pop show. (laughs) It's it's a pretty fun time. Um, Go check that out if you want to. Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern standard time <laughs> and go for me. that plug <laughs> of course so yeah that's me yes and I love Nadia because she's super inter- intersectional about every like topic that she approaches which I really like really really like and yeah I try <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I think we're both very active like in our social media like sharing you know what we stand for and Mm -hmm. I think that that's how we kind of connected well it always gives you an idea of you know what a person is passionate about and just who they are and so you know through your social media I found out that you are really into Formula One I was like wow I wouldn't have expected that versatility (laughs) yeah and you know Harry Potter and also you know that you're uh really passionate about feminism Mm mm-hmm Yes. Um, And that's what, you know, the whole podcast is about. And I think that's a good starting point for us to kind of share, you know, Mm -hmm. how 
feminism has impacted our lives and how we view feminism. Because I think that nowadays, you know, you can say like, okay, yeah, I'm a feminist. Right. That doesn't mean a lot. Like it doesn't have a lot of substance. The meaning substance. has changed a lot over yes. the years. Like and even feminist now from like five years ago, I think is really different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also I think there are different types of feminists because um, someone else that would have very, very different opinions as me could identify as a feminist, but yeah. we're not striving for the same like goals and same like achievements for women. Mm-hmm. So I think that that needs to be addressed first yeah. and foremost. <laughs> uh, do you actually want to talk about the name of the podcast and uh, yeah. why it's called <laughs> That Feminist? So the whole time, like I was, I had my concept, I had everything and I was trying to find a name and I, I really wanted to do something catchy and something like, you know, like a, a word, uh, like a word game or like a, a play on words or something like very like fun like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I found like, uh, I think, yeah, I think I, I wanted to call it like, woke and broke or something like that or broken woke <laughs> but then like I, I went on Apple podcast and like there was already a podcast that was called that so I was like okay no um and then I was like also like there's all these like jokes with like being woke so I was like hmm, maybe yeah. not <laughs> yeah I um, think that term is well I use woke kind of ironically now yeah I think everyone does yeah yeah I think so oh only my god that just made me think of like <laughs> you know that uh meme with um the girl in uh What's her name? Not iCarly, the other Disney show. Victorious, you know, and she's like, uh-huh. I think we all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that made me think of that. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I ended up going for uh, That Feminist because I was like, you know what? I'll just throw it in the title, mm-hmm. like what it's about. So people don't have like any other like expectations coming into this podcast. And also I, I said like, because I kept, having people call me like oh you know like oh yeah she's that that feminist or like mm-hmm. kind of like as an insult and I was like I want to reclaim that mm-hmm. and yeah. I want it to be actually something good and not just like oh she's just another feminist or yeah yeah you know that feminist girl in our class she yeah. has short hair and she doesn't shave her armpits like yeah that's me <laughs> like you know like, I don't want it to be that I want it to be something yeah. positive I really relate to that I feel like I was kind of that feminist in high school, if you will. I mean, <laughs> in in like Sejap University, kind of everyone's that feminist a little bit. No. Um, but uh, even in high school, I was very um, vocal about um, my beliefs. But I'm just like someone who can't shut up. So um, obviously everyone's going to know um, my opinions about that stuff. So, yeah, it was... Uh, Interesting. I'm glad I'm not in high school anymore. (laughs) It gets better, kids. (laughs) I think we were lucky because we went to a pretty, like... A pretty accepting art school with people Mm. who kind of already had a more way of thinking progressively. So especially for me who transitioned through high school, it was really... um, Lucky, I guess, is the word to have um, people who, right, people who would include me in their groups or people who would kind of help me become the woman that, let's say, I am today. And just I've I've always been really lucky to have a group of really close female friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Guys would always call us loud or guys would like just hate. I don't know. Like guys would be huge haters in high school. So I'm definitely really glad to be out of there as well. But yeah, yeah, we had a unique situation because of our school for sure. Yeah. But I think because I I think it's weird from my perception because 
I knew you in high school, but you didn't know me. I did not. <laughs> um, she was but just like out of your... <laughs> no, exactly. No, I was two. No, but I, I was older than her. I think I was two years older. I think so too. Plus I doubled the year, so who knows? You could have been one wrong. and then two. Yeah, because right now we only have one year difference. But I think so. in high school, we were two years apart. Yes. And I think, because I knew you, and I hate to say this, but it was like we didn't have a lot of trans in school that were transitioning in school. It's very true. So there were none at my school. Yeah. No trans kids, no really out queer kids at all. So, so I, I knew you because you were the woman who was transitioning, (laughs) but it was amazing to me. That's iconic. Thank you. (laughs) But like, it was amazing to me because I was like 17, 16, I didn't know much about like trans people or whatever, but I just mm. remember thinking like, oh my God, it's amazing that like she has friends and like she seems, because yeah. I remember just seeing you in the hallway and you were always had a smile on your face oh. and you were always like that shining person in the hallway. Thank you. So I was like, oh my gosh. yeah, like I couldn't <laughs> believe it because I was like, and every time like I, I would see you, I was like, oh my God, I feel so bad because like my problems are probably nothing to her, but like oh. she's always smiling. And I was like that teenager that was like, my Moody. life sucks. And, like, <laughs> I yeah. mean, I'm Moody really, dream. really, really, like I said, privileged and lucky. I've had an amazing mother who has really accepted me throughout um, high school and all of my friends were super accepting. Of course, there were moments like, for example, my dating life might not have been the same as Mm -hmm. my cisgendered uh, friends. Um, And so I kind of had to watch that and experience that a little bit on the sidelines, um, which was really interesting as well. But um, yeah, it was it was really I'm very lucky to have the people that I had throughout my high school experience, for yeah. sure. I'm sure we'll talk about that more in a few episodes. Yes, I 100% um, think so. Also giving me spoilers, but yeah. We'll talk <laughs> later. Oh, yeah, because you guys are both on that episode. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Me too. All of them, really. Yeah, me yeah. too. So I feel like for you, Ronan, like when when you like call yourself a feminist, like or like your first like impressions of feminism must have been different than mine and Nadia's. Yes, I definitely think so, because as someone who's as a transgender woman, a lot of us are not represented as real women or there's always the conversation of, oh, that person um, is presenting as a woman and stuff, but they can't have children. So because of that, because you can't give birth, you're not a real woman. The obsession over like your biological functions is so weird. So weird. Like there's cisgendered women who like can't have children either or don't have a or don't have periods, right? Or don't have a period. That's Mm -hmm. another thing. And there are men who have periods. Yeah. Because you know, some men are transitioning and they still get their periods. There are people who are intersex, like it's (laughs) it's stupid. Right. But people don't see it as that, you know, or if like, for example, getting my surgery, like I said, I've never been through this, thank Lord, but, um, I've heard people like people I follow online who are also trans getting surgery, their comments will be filled with, oh, you're mutilating yourself. Oh, this is wrong. Oh, you shouldn't do this. You're not a real woman. Uh, like stop this behavior. Like it's, it's really horrifying to see. And and those people that you've like seen, they, would identify as feminist as as feminist of yeah. course yeah a hundred percent that's gross but so I think that that's definitely something like Nadia said we'll definitely get into it more <laughs> in our episode but 
I think it's important to bring people who are part of the LGBTQ community and more trans women to the forefront of the conversation of feminism because it's so much more than, yes, we want people to be, like, genders to be equal, but it's so much more than that. It's about bringing all of our communities to the forefront so that we can all have the same rights and live equally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think that that stems from different feminists having different end goals and viewing oppression of women differently. 100%. Because that's why there are so many versions of feminism is because all of these different versions, they all disagree on the source of the oppression and they all disagree on like what's the solution to get to a point where women are like less oppressed and how to end patriarchy. But that that obviously creates like internal conflict. But uh, the conversation of oppression is definitely interesting because, I mean, my view of feminism has changed. Um, I remember when I first really discovered feminism, it was a speech that Emma Watson gave because I was was much more like into Harry Potter at the time. I want (laughs) to say this was like 2014, 2013. She gave a speech like at the UN, I believe, um, called like, I am a feminist. And she just went into the whole thing. I, think I was I like, wow, that I am a feminist. Yeah. <laughs> and then I probably just bothered everyone around me. I was like, are you a feminist? <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, feminism is definitely a term that has kind of been appropriated, I'd say, by cis het white women and mm-hmm. has not always been the most inclusive, but uh, we'd like to make it more inclusive, obviously, yes. of all different kinds of women. And um, I think that those cis het white women sometimes like want to be oppressed or they try to make it a competition almost of oppression like try to make it seem like they are as oppressed as people of color or as queer people. And it's just, there are obviously um, problems (laughs) that Mm -hmm. they face as women, but um, yeah, I I think it's, what do you guys think? Yeah. I think it's just a question of like them not wanting to include all women, right? which is something I wrote in my article again, shameless plug. (laughs) Um, I wrote an article for the link called don't call me a girl boss where (laughs) read it. I love this. I, uh, yeah. (laughs) So go on the link newspaper.com if you want to read it. And it's in the commentary section or opinion section. And basically what I said is that, you know, these types of feminism are not inclusive of all women. Mm -hmm. And my last sentence was really just like, if you're not going to include all women, why are you even bothering to do feminism? Right. Yeah. And for me, like, kind of like what you said, feminism has been a term that's been, like, in and out of my life. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there was a point of, like, when I was younger, I was like, yeah, feminism, like, girl power, whatever. And yeah. then I stumbled across, like, these videos of, like, women saying, like, I'm not a feminist because, like, feminism is, like, not, like, the right movement for women or whatever. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm not a feminist anymore. Because I, (laughs) yeah, because I saw that, like, very, like you said, cis, white movement of feminism. And I was like, no, that's not what I identify with. Right. So then I started saying, like, I'm not a feminist. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I was like, you know what? There are different versions of seeing it. And at the end of the day, uh, the definition overall that I think everyone sees when they see feminism is, like, uh, gender equality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, I do stand for that. Yeah. I just think that I have to say to people that 
you know, my version of feminism is this. Yeah. And there's so many different facets as well and so many different types of people, like I said, that I think should be included in that conversation. Um, And yes, I 100% agree. (laughs) (laughs) And other than that, like, I just want to point out because International Women's Day is coming. And I think that it's very important for like on that day, because it's it's just one day out of the year. And I remember, like, I don't think it was last year or like maybe the year before, I can't remember, but there was this guy who made a post. It was probably on Facebook or something. And he kind of went on a rant about it's having... It's always with Facebook. <laughs> Whenever I go check back in on Facebook, it's always some relative, like, posting something weird, right. that mildly political. You're like, hmm? Well, it was an older white man so yeah (laughs) um yeah (laughs) but i think he's like a public figure here i'm not sure i'm really bad at remembering this but i'm not gonna say his name even if i knew because it's irrelevant and he's irrelevant but he kind of went on a tangent about how like we should have like an international men's day oh my god yes now i remember this yeah so he posted that like on international women's day and everyone was trying to tell him you know like hey honey every other day is (laughs) men's day Mm -hmm. but people try to do that all the time like even with like white history people have talked about i'm like regular history classes is just white history exactly or just when they say that like um white people also like are suffering of racism and it's like Mm. oh especially with the police brutality because they say that um you know white people are murdered more by the police which is true but it's like disproportionate there are just more white people in the country so black people are being disproportionately murdered Mm -hmm. by the police like you're Mm not anyways That's a separate thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dorothy is going to be there and she's going to yeah. do an amazing job Dorothy. talking more about yeah. yes. um, that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And yeah, I was just thinking about that because I feel like International Women's Day now has become sort of a an event. Corporate? Yeah. Yeah. Like so many different like things like that and holidays like yeah. that. Like for Pride, you'll see rainbows everywhere. Oh, it's so corporate. People will try to profit off of Black History Month. Yeah. It's just like, Very yeah. performative as yeah. well. That's part of it. Brands wanting to look woke, wanting to, <laughs> you know, look with the times. But, um, and even when they do do it, they always make sure to do it in a way that they're not going to alienate like more conservative people, they're not going to be yeah. like a cab. Like, no, they're just going to be like, bla- I think black people deserve to live. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. wow, thanks target. <laughs> yeah. What a revolutionary statement. Right. <laughs> so political. Thanks target. Yeah. And every time they do stuff like that, it's always like, they're going to make it seem like it's such a big thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to name any like brands. No, no. But um, last year at Pride, I was uh, early for a shift at work, so I was just walking around stores and whatnot. And they had like they were selling like Pride clothing and whatever. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So then like I went to like one of the sales associate, and I was like, oh, like why why are you guys selling this? Just like asking her like why like and she was like oh you know like because it's Pride Month I was like yeah I know it's <laughs> like yeah I, I know that I was like you know but like why why is I was gonna I, I almost said the name but like why is that brand you know why do they care about this like why why are they selling this and yeah. she was like 
oh, um, you know, like youth today are like very active on those topics. So like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, so you're trying to tell me that the brand sees this and they're like thinking like it's going to sell more because... <laughs> No, I mean, sell your pride merch if you want to, but if you're going to do that, then you have to actually help the community. Yeah. But that's the thing. Put that your this, money where this your brand, mouth is. Literally, this, this put your money. This brand do this every year. They come out with this, yeah. like, pride clothing, and I'm pretty sure I've never seen anything from them that says where, like, the sale is going. Like, where Watch the, right. the CEO be, like, a racist homophobe who, like, donates yeah. to conservative <laughs> politicians. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, even... I mean, don't quote me on this. I read this a while ago, but I'm pretty sure the CEO or someone like very high up at like Urban Outfitters, which is obviously a brand that a lot of young, more hip, hip <laughs> yeah. liberal people like, um, you know, was donating to like conservative politicians in the US, you know, the kind oh that God. are like. Yeah, but Urban Outfitters has been known for coming out with merch that is like toxic. <laughs> um, yeah. I think they Lots had of cultural appropriation. Yeah, they, they did some cultural appropriation, but they also came out with a shirt. I think, I don't know if it's them or if it's another brand, but they came out with a shirt that said eat less or something like that. And yeah. And then they also <laughs> oh came out with a shirt. What was it? No, that was not them. That was, um, dolls kill. I think <gasps> dolls kill. <laughs> it's not a story, <laughs> but yeah, they came out with a shirt that said, I can't remember what it was. It was racist, okay? But I yeah. really can't remember what it was right now, but it was racist. And then you also... You could do a whole episode on, like, on merch yeah. and, like, feminism, racism, all of that. Yeah. And, like, the owner of Dolls Kill, I think she, during, like, last June, she got canceled mm -hmm. because... Rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, because she posted a picture of... I think it was her... I don't know if it, it was, was like a store a or her... Yeah, yeah, but it was one of her National buildings. It was in front Outside, of her store. In yeah. front of her store in, like, mm -hmm. L.A. And, I don't know, it was something, like, in support of the police anti-protesters, basically, was the gist of it. Because that, like, I think the, that line of policemen were, like, protecting her building. Protecting yeah. Building. Because, like, her building <laughs> would have get, like... Of course not. Yes. <laughs> we couldn't have, like, these million-dollar companies get a broken window. <laughs> right. No. We can't let that happen. No end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think what's funny is that when companies do, like, give, like, some portion of the sale it's always that right it's like we're gonna yep. give a portion of the sales <laughs> yeah that's like what, in the news headlines like i saw this recently it was some billionaire they were saying was donating um like something something million or billion dollars to a cause and then uh journalists were pointing out that's three percent of their wealth that's nothing that's nothing it sounds like a lot when you put it that way but it's three percent of their wealth it's yeah. crazy jeff bezos do yeah. better. <laughs> these these corporations and these white men sitting at the <laughs> chairs of them need to really And now these step like up. white women who are hashtag girl bosses. Mm, yeah. Oh yes. Oh my oh, god. Which my again, goodness. that's another topic. The girl boss is totally <laughs> ironic. I think we all agree. Yeah, I yeah. love using that ironically. But again, <laughs> no, it's but like, like girl boss. <laughs> no, but you know sometimes on Instagram you'll get like a DM from like a stranger. Yeah. Especially um, you know, girls and mm -hmm. it's like Usually men. I was like, where are the women sugar mommies at? Right. Where are the sugar mommies? And then I got one. And I was like, and I posted about it on my close friends. I was like, oh my God, hashtag girl boss. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought you were going to talk about like those messages you get from people who want to join uh, 
they want you to join their MLM. Yeah, or their their modeling company. Or yeah, their that's hair mostly women. Or Hashtag something girl, like that. I love like a scammer. Like you know that like girl <laughs> who was pretending to be a socialite in New York. We stand. <laughs> There's so many TikToks about that. Like scamming rich people. Yeah. I love. <laughs> oh yes. Okay, I saw a TikTok which I wanted to share because I think she this girl is she knows what's up. Like she knows. Like okay, she was like um, she filled out her cart with lingerie. Mm-hmm. And then she posted a picture on Snapchat, I think. And then she wrote like, oh, whoever like uh, sends me the like the amount for my cart uh, via like my cash app or whatever first is going to like get a picture of me in those clothes. So then all oh, these no. men were like, did someone send you the money yet? Did someone send you? And every time she would say like, no, nobody did it yet. Like, I'm still waiting. Like, <laughs> and then <laughs> she got all this, like all these dudes sent her the money and she sent them all the same picture. <laughs> Iconic. Right. And then she was like, so yeah, I made $2,000 and now I have cute lingerie. And I was like, okay. Oh no. Nice. <laughs> I was like, great. Girl um, boss. Right. <laughs> Um, should we go back to International Women's Day, though? We got very yes. off topic. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like, I, I just think it's now becoming such a movement for, like, brands mm-hmm. to, it's, like, profit off. It, it feels very superficial. Like, okay, we know that, you know, women are oppressed and, you know, there's history and, okay, what else? What are we going to do to fix it? Right. Like, I feel like oftentimes we talk about, like... I don't know. We talk about these things in a very superficial way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. We just need to focus on solutions and moving forward. Or like, you know, like when they say mental health awareness, it's like we're aware. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How are we going to like Belle Let's Talk? I I did a whole rant on my Instagram story. I was like, hey, let's let's move on, guys. Come on. Yeah. That whole movement is just... It's a money grab, basically. Yeah, exactly. Performative thing to make corporations look better. Yeah. Yeah. And like the place I work at, again, I'm not going to out anyone, but like, (laughs) or just every place I worked at, any sort of retail, they're always like, okay, you know, so we're going to get customers now because it's International Mm -hmm. Women's Day. So like men are going to give like gifts to their women. And like, I didn't think it was a thing. thing? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. (laughs) For International Women's Day? (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I will be accepting gifts for Hello. International Women's Day March as 8th, uh, reparations. <laughs> if any men uh, are feeling guilty, I will accept <laughs> those gifts. But I didn't think it was a thing. But I swear to you, when my like my bosses were like telling me this to like prepare me for the day, I was like, oh okay. Like I, I guess they were just trying to like. Get, like have a reason to like make more sales like oh it's international uh-huh. women's day you know so i was like okay not really but then all day like i was getting like men coming and they were like you know like i want to get her a gift for uh it's like it's like it's valentine's day but it's like it's international women's day and they come in interesting and they're like oh like i'm gonna get a gift for my girlfriend or for my wife or for international women's like, day sorry i gaslit you babe here's the present <laughs> every time i mean it's my work so i just do the work but like sorry i call thinking, you a bitch to my friends <laughs> like why who knows? That is so funny. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. Like, Me I didn't too. think it was a holiday. Right. Like, <laughs> but companies and, and people, like, I'm sure that those men probably maybe saw something online. Like, oh, it's International <laughs> Women's Day. I should go get my girl some yeah, flowers. It's, it's good intentions. It's good intentions, but, but it's definitely, like, companies just want, 
like an, exactly what you said. It's an excuse to make more sales. Like, and it's in a way for men to feel better about themselves. They're like, yep. I'm a feminist, guys. I gave my girlfriend a <laughs> present on International Women's Day. Like, I'm a feminist. I have a girlfriend and a sister and a mom, and I love them. Right. Oh, do you do Valentine's well? Day? I do International Women's mm-hmm. Day. <laughs> <laughs> but how about both? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for International Women's Day, I mean, it's not something that's like on my calendar. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you the rest of the year when International Women's Day is, especially because I feel like there's more than one. I don't know if that's true, but it kind of feels that way. But um, disclaimer, I did do like an International Women's Day, like women only um, episode for my radio show. Yes. And it is like kind of performative, but I was like, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> but I like women. International Women's Day. Freaking right. Why not? I think there's like, it's sort of a gray zone. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like right now... I'm also not a corporation. Like, exactly. You're exactly. not making any money. It's just like... It's not like you're profiting off do. of it. Mm-hmm. But I That's think that all. right now we're so quick to like... Um, I don't think cancel culture has anything to do with it, but maybe like, oh I think there's I such... Going, I can talk to you so... <laughs> <and> I <can't laughs> like, I think there's such a gray zone now with like performative activism and activism. And yes. I feel like it's, you can be so quick to call something like performative. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. someone could literally say that my whole podcast is performative. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm not doing anything of substance. Right. Like I'm not going out there and making changes mm-hmm. to like laws and like to, but I'm, we're, we're having conversations mm-hmm. and like some people would say like, yeah, having conversations is important, but some other people would say like, we've done that but already. if you're a person in a position of power, which no offense to all, but you're not really in a position of power, <laughs> Sorry, not girl. yet, someday, someday, <laughs> hashtag girl boss, let's hope, um, then if you are in a position of power, then, you know, just having discussions is nothing. I don't care. Right. That's where you do need we, to pull do out we your wallet. Do we think that people in positions of power on a day like International Women's Day have a responsibility to speak and have a responsibility to donate or to do something or to make something happen. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. But if your speaking is just saying like, we love women, women deserve rights, right. then like, it, what's the point? Just don't say anything at that point. Like if you're not going to bring anything new to the table, like it's like we already know women are oppressed mm-hmm. in like many various, various different ways. Yeah. But I don't think like going back to what you, uh, your special for um, International Women's Day, I don't think that that's performative as much as it is simply celebrating. Kind of like what you're doing here is where trying to, I guess, maybe spread awareness, maybe help ourselves, maybe talk about these important things. But you're also celebrating feminism by making this podcast and putting it out there. You're using your platform to do what you can to hopefully spread new ideas and talk about feminism. For me, it's not a thing of like using my platform. It really is just a fun. (laughs) We don't have platforms. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's really just like a fun thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. It's the station manager's like, hey, it's International Women's Week. Some of you could do this. And it's like, okay. Yeah. There's so many talented women and men also in K pop. So I was like, (laughs) okay, that's not hard. Let's just do it. Yeah, same. I think with the podcast, like the whole time I was planning it, I had so many, like I was stressed again, like I said at the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) And I had so many doubts and whatever, but I never had a doubt about like, oh, will people listen to me? Yeah. Because I never cared that much. I was me. (laughs) No, but absolutely me. (laughs) Like, I, I, I don't care if like 
we're the only people listening to ourselves because <laughs> right. at least at least we're we're having it I out am there. I am my own biggest fan. I will be listening. Oh, I mean, for sure. sure. <laughs> yes. So what my parents? When I posted, <laughs> oh my god, my mom. <laughs> when I posted Hi, this mom. thing, uh, yeah, I think it was yesterday or the day before on that, that feminist Instagram page. Yes. Go follow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at that feminist podcast, um, the first like because I switched back to my main account and I go and went and liked my picture, <laughs> and then I yeah. saw like in the people who liked. I was the first one and I was like, I'm my biggest fan. That's right. <laughs> you have to be. That's right. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. What were we talking? <laughs> Feminism. <laughs> and International Women's Day. Yeah. Let me look at my notes. Yeah. On, on that note, I wanted to say, because uh, I forgot what I wanted to say. Yeah, I think we all forgot what we wanted to say. This is off topic, but I thought of it earlier, but we were like in the discussion, so I didn't mention it. But your makeup is so beautiful. Oh, oh my God. Yay. And I love your little you. pigtails. I like to do that too. <laughs> They're um, so fun, right? I know. I have a younger brother. He's like, oh, you look weird. Why do you look like a kindergartner? I'm like, mm. excuse me. I am adorable. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You just can't take the so yeah. If you're listening, just listening to the audio of the podcast, let me tell you, listener, that they look stunning. They look very good. Like their makeup and just so do you. Rocking this green card again. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I I mean, I put on makeup, guys, because I'm not at home. So yeah, this is literally my going out. Exactly. (laughs) The first, I think, this is the first time in a really long time where I've been with more than one person without. A mask or anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, we're socially distanced here. We are respecting COVID rules. Yeah. Sanitize. You see my mask here. Yeah. But um, yes, this is really my highest moment of the week and of <laughs> life right now. Just with yeah. everything yeah. we've been going Thank through. Thank you, Joel. Yes, seriously. <laughs> Getting you guys out of your... Uh, <laughs> Our little bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Ronan was so excited. Like every time we had a meeting before recording yes she was putting on makeup for like our zoom meetings and i was like yes rona yeah at the time i was staying with my parents back in alberta so i was just like (gasps) you're from alberta i am from alberta my mom's from alberta really (laughs) oh my god (laughs) we're getting into these talks of like oh my god you do this oh my god my dad does (laughs) from calgary edmonton edmonton okay edmonton is where we live okay my mom's from a really small town in calgary what's it called peace river in Calgary okay. in Alberta. I promise I know the difference between Calgary and Alberta. Uh, there are lots of people who don't. You'll be, yeah. you'll be very, very I do, surprised. I, I do get them mixed up. Like when you in go to mind, the US, though, uh, Alberta is like the Texas of Canada. It is. Oh my God, it's yes. like pickup trucks and yes. like uh, horses. It and is. Like, so when I went, it was really just because we were on lockdown here and I just didn't. But like it was just me staying at my parents' house who are totally super cool and not Texas of Canada at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, her mom, she's amazing. Yeah, she's I mean, an artist. I mean, I've never officially met her, but I know she's amazing. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, she's an artist and her work is amazing. <sighs> yes. Wow. It's really, really like, awesome. She, she, she did pictures of her, of Ronan. She did. And yeah. Right now she's working on a really cool project that actually talks a lot about feminism as well. She's making, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what it's called, so I won't, but she's basically making this oh. utopia of uh, fairies. And all of them are like um, different colors, doing different things. Oh God, yes. And just like, it's like this kind of utopia where there's no 
anything and everybody can just be and it's really 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 wow. beautiful and cool love I that. love that yes but anyways my point was um, <laughs> <laughs> my point was I had nothing to do I was cooped up in the house and so I was really excited to meet new people yeah. and to put on a face and just talk about feminism and plan this podcast mm-hmm. it was a very nice little getaway from doing nothing and living in a pandemic yeah yeah <laughs> I feel like in quarantine we were all like in our own little bubble and like mm-hmm. we were all I think it really showed like this summer like when the whole like BLM movement happened when mm-hmm. we were all in our little bubble like living in our utopia and then almost like forgetting about like the problems of the world yeah right. and then which is white privilege mm-hmm. yeah Basically, but like for me, because I did a whole like I went off social media and everything. And I think that that Mm -hmm. made me realize, like made me in my bubble where I don't have any problems. Yeah. And then when I went back to social media and saw everything that was happening, I was like, oh. Yeah. It gave you an opportunity to check yourself a little bit, right? Yeah. Same. For sure. It's really important. Anyone who um, posts political stuff on their social media to like constantly check yourself Mm -hmm. and making sure that you're not being performative and you're like, why are you posting about this? Are you helping? Are you just doing this because you think that people are going to like you or, you know, see you positively because of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's, uh, these are really important questions to ask yourself. And I really, really became aware of that last summer you know, especially with the whole black square situation, yeah. oh, which gosh, I can't yes. believe I still see people with that on their mm-hmm. um, Yeah, they Instagram didn't delete it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where, where did you, did you just post that? And then you never came back to social media to right. hear people, you know, talk about that. Anyways. I remember I did not post a black square Me because I thought, yeah, because I thought it yeah. was performative and mm-hmm. I just, I, I didn't see the it point. It says nothing. Yeah. It, it, it just, it's just a black square. And I was like, I, I can't, believe that like everyone is partaking in this because it's trendy it was literally like trendy to post this black square and it was actually drowning out black voices which was the opposite (laughs) of the whole intended effect apparently yeah because they wanted to the whole reason of like the blackout tuesday was called was to amplify black voices but now when you're posting a square that's not a blackout you're posting something bro you're polluting everyone's feed with these black squares instead of having informative like stuff like if they would have advanced the conversation at Mm -hmm. all yeah exactly and when i when i got called out for not posting it i almost did yeah oh i did not yeah some people who had posted it were like oh i thought you were like super like activist and whatever so why are you not posting the black square i got called out for it and i I started doubting myself because, you know, I, I'm not a black person and I don't know the black experience. So I really well, was it thought white people calling you out is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but there I mean, you go. So, but, but I still doubted myself because yeah, I was sure. like, oh, wow, did I, did I, I mean, do something wrong that here? you did that. Yeah. Because I didn't want to just ju- jump on the conclusion that like, well, actually, I'm doing this, this, this and this. And you're just posting a black square. Like, yeah, I don't because that would make you a sheep and it would make it mindless yeah. and it would make your post worth nothing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Whatever but it is, you. I think the to reason post. why I didn't post a black square was because, I, you know, I share a lot on my stories, but I only share what I really like, what really made me think, or what is really like. I read that and I was like, oh my god, yes, mm-hmm. or like yeah. some stuff that I think is not talked about a lot. Yeah, me too. So I really I select what I want to share, but it's not because one important one issue is more important than the other. It's really just because I think that by sharing this and 
by like my friends reading this is gonna help like further their knowledge. Yeah, right. something that's not that's new, that's not talked about as much, that's less obvious, that yeah. people are not aware of. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember. I think I definitely I didn't post the black square. I think I was posting on my story posts by other people that were explaining why like you shouldn't be doing yeah. that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly, but I did not get called out. Yeah, I didn't post a black square because I remember what was happening was the hashtag was meant to be Blackout Tuesday. A lot of people were using the Black Lives Matter hashtag. Oh, yeah. Um, And that ended up drowning out a lot of different people who needed help. Maybe they needed donation. Maybe they needed a petition to be signed or something. And it was around the time where that that conversation was becoming a lot more prevalent on social media. Yeah. Um, and so for that reason, I was like, okay, let me just not post this. Cause now black lives matter and blackout Tuesday are both being saturated during that time. I, I think I just posted a lot of, um, unfortunately I don't remember her name, but there was an incident with a black trans woman who was, um, beat in the Metro <sighs> around the week. I can, I, unfortunately it's not on the, and I did not write it down. Maybe in the editing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You something. can, you can find a way to include it. I will it. link resources for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. But I would just post things like that and I would post, um, like petitions, petitions and, uh, donation links for, let's say a, a trans woman, uh, needing help for her. Uh, her transition journey simply or yeah. something like that. I w- that tends mm-hmm. to be what's on my page when I Or awareness post. for some people that were not really being talked about that mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the, the people who were not George Floyd or Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going so far off topic, yeah. guys. No, but that's okay. <laughs> I have ADHD. I'm sorry. We're testing the Me waters. Me too. Where are you? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I just remembered what I wanted to say earlier about international women's <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but I find it weird that like to go back on topics of gifts, I find it weird that men are like saying to us, happy international women's day. Like capitalism. <laughs> like, so happy that guys, we need a day. Do you guys get this from like brothers or your father or whoever, like no. from men? No? No men in my life no. are giving me presents for International Women's Day. No, I'm not no. saying presents. I mean, they're saying to you, happy International Women's Day. Oh, mm-hmm. actually, I think my dad maybe did last year. I love my dad. He's great. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. My parents are both uh, pretty liberal, but you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, liberal people of like 40s 50s is still different than like liberal today, yes um, more liberal progressive people you know for sure i guess like less radical i would say i'm not sure yeah yeah no it's definitely like like you, my parents are not dad. about to be like a cab you know what i mean yeah no like, <laughs> or like defund the police you know like, right yeah. yeah and i think also like for, for me, from, like, my parents and me, like, the difference, like, my parents are obviously liberals. Like, they're not conservatives at all. Um, but I think one big difference is that, or at least when they always talk to me about politics and whatnot, they were a generation that was very, like, anti-church because... Mm. How old are your parents? Um, can I say this? <laughs> <laughs> you want to give a bracket? You will, give a bracket or say the generation? Will my mom kill me? <laughs> that is the question. Um, no. Um, they're like late 50s. Okay. 
early sixties. Okay. okay, I see that for sure. I'm so sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want me to say this. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes. I mean, sense. let's be real. It's not like her friends are going to listen to this podcast. Yeah, because feminism also in the context of Quebec is maybe a little bit yes. different. Yes, than in like the Anglo Western mm-hmm. world. I guess. Yes, because my parents were like the generation that like their parents were really like impacted by the church because yeah. they took all their money and whatever you know how like the catholic church was very and like much, abusive like, school teachers yes Yikes. so my, mom, my mom tells me stories sometimes i'm like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no my my mom i think my mom was a left like um left-handed and <gasps> oh yeah when she got to school, they would like uh, hit her with a ruler on her fingers so that she could write with her right hand. Yeah. What? So right now she has a really bad handwriting mm-hmm. because she writes with her right hand, but she would technically be like a left hand. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Just so yeah. that she could conform with everyone else. Exactly. Yeah. The Catholic church. But is... that was like Catholic school. Yeah. And like they they kind of yeah. grew up like like looking at their parents and how much the church had like taken from them. So yeah. They, they kind of, they're in that generation of like very anti-church and like separation of church from the state and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, um, again, I don't want to get too political, but like uh, <laughs> when we're talking about like Bill 21, for example. Yeah. Um, whereas like I'm very opposed to that. I feel like the generation of my parents are more like for No, I, al- I always mm. understand um, people in Quebec who um, it's really important for them to protect the language. Um, you know, I am... Um, half francophone so um protecting the the language and the culture is you know something that i value but it's not something that should you know harm uh like immigrants for example Mm -hmm. i think you should have the choice to send your kids to english schools and the fact that a lot of immigrants can't have their kids go to english schools means that the english schools are very very light yeah the high school that i went to was 98% 98% white. And of those white people, it was 95% Italians because I guess Italians immigrated to Quebec before um, that law was put into place. Mm-hmm. And more recent immigrants, like from Haiti, from North Africa, um, they came after. So, um, yeah, my um, mom actually went to an English high school. So I was entitled to go because. Yeah, it's because of my mom that I yeah. was able to go. So, yeah, I would I would have been able to go to the English side of because our high school had like a French side and an English side. Mm-hmm. So I could have gone there, but I didn't because I mean, let's be real. I was very francophone uh, in high school. Um, okay. But yeah, I did yeah. have that sort of privilege that I could have gone if I wanted to. I think it's really toxic, though, these English schools that are so white. Some English schools have more diversity, um, but especially the ones in the East End, I'd say, um, are very, very white. And so, yeah. um, you know, when white kids are saying problematic, racist stuff, mm-hmm. the only person there to call them out is like Other white people kids. like me. <laughs> and they're like, why do you care? And you're like, I shouldn't have to be a black person to care about black people. Right, like, exactly. Yeah. Like I did, I also remember one girl being like, oh, it's okay, I can say the N-word because my friend who was black told me I can. Oh, which no. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I remember that girl. I remember her. I see her on Instagram. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> watching you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's like something else we're going to talk about. Like, because it just, it made me think of something in F1, which probably you guys don't 
watch no Netflix. no yeah. honey i watch your story and it's like a mystery yeah, like yeah. Morrison i don't Hulk, know who like... you talk about girl but basically you guys probably know lewis hamilton <laughs> okay. No. I wonder if this is the audience is gonna know who that well, is. Well, he's it's kind of like the Tiger Woods of like I don't watch golf, but I know who okay. Tiger Woods is. Do you guys Me know too. what I mean? But he's like, just like a very popular. He's, I mean, he's good. like the seven times world champion of F one. So okay. like right now he's like the yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he's black and he's like one of the few minorities in F one. Yeah. And last year that's not really an accessible sport, I would assume. No, no. No, I wanted to write a whole article about this by the way. Um but an editor, which I will not name, but an editor said like, oh no, like you can't really say that because no, no, actually it was one in one of my articles I had written like that F1 was very like a, a very like privileged sport in the sense that like most of these drivers are white. You need European. money to do it. You can't just pick yeah, up a ball. You need a, lo- like a lot of play. money to do it. And also like, it's very like, there's a whole F1 culture in, um, Monaco. I, I don't yeah, know. Why. I had yeah, yeah. I had Morocco in my head, but that's not what I meant. In, in Monaco, and like Monaco is very, very prestigious. So like the whole yeah, sport, it's a rich French yeah, white area. The whole sport is very white and very like privileged. And I, I like I had a phrase saying that in my text, but the text was not not an opinion piece. So the like the editor said like a note like, hey, you can't really say that because I mean, that's like an facts. assumption. And he wrote, like, that's an assumption. Like, do you have facts to back this I up? And I was like, I want you to after who it was. <laughs> yeah, <Yo>. I will. <laughs> but, like, he said, like, you know, you have to back this up with facts. And I was like, well, like, I feel like there's, I one, there's one black driver. Like, how other, like, what other facts do you need? Like, right. anyway. And, and I, again, this black driver came from a fortunate family and a fortunate background. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah. But anyway, my point is that he wore a shirt a t-shirt on one of the podiums uh, that said, arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Okay. And that What's created... the tennis player? Naomi Osaka, I want to say. Okay. She's um, black and she's Japanese. Mm-hmm. She was wearing um, similar types of t-shirts last summer, I believe, mm-hmm. at um, her games. Yeah. She's great. I love her. Same. But what happened in F1 is that it created like a whole mess because some people were like... You can't mix politics with sports. Uh And then some people were like, because actually what happened is that the whole, the FIA. Sports have always been political, by the way. Yeah. Like Like, if you go back to the Olympics and like, um, I forget his name, but he was a a runner and it was the Olympics like in Germany. Um, I'm just talking out of my ass because I don't really (laughs) remember all the details. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Never mind me. Okay. <laughs> okay. She'll come back why, with the name of this. This is why I should take notes. Yeah. Girl, don't even. That's okay. Doing, winging it as well. No worries. <laughs> but yeah, no, the FIA uh, basically had to go with, they did a, um, a, um, investigation investigation yes oh my god thank you. You're you welcome. read my mind. <laughs> they did an investigation of themselves. Uh, no, of Lewis for Lewis Hamilton because he oh. wore that shirt. So they did a whole investigation. Wow! And then after that, literally the day after, Looking they came out with like a new rule that like when you're on the podium, you you can only wear your race suit. Wow! Yeah, because he wore that. Wow! And then I was like, 
What? <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, me and Nadia, we don't know lots about F1, but that's definitely something that they can work on. But I mean, we've seen that before in sports <laughs> think, happening all yes. the time. I think all sports organizations are um, kind of problematic. Yes. Because capitalism but, and, Well, know, yeah, it's because of their sponsors. And, it's literally because of the sponsors. Mm-hmm. Like, if Lewis Hamilton comes out and because with of the leadership. T-shirt. Yeah. Like you they, always have to look at who is in the positions of leadership. Well, yeah. just white men. <laughs> yeah. White men who are not oppressed by society. Or like don't, one, or like token, like, yeah. here's a woman, mm-hmm. here's a black guy, yeah. here's a gay guy. That always happens in F1. But oh if my they're God. minorities and if it's tokenism, then they can't, like, that doesn't do anything. That Anyways. always happens in F1 where there's, like, one woman who, like, uh, one time there was a woman who was in charge of a team. Uh, her name is Claire Williams, and she was literally like the daughter of the founder of the team. I was gonna say girl boss, but that's nepotism. <laughs> so, no, but literally she was like, "Oh my god, like so you're a woman in F1." Like that was her whole thing was that like okay. she was a woman in F1, and I was like, "Can't she just be like a team yeah. principal, just like any other like team principals?" No, she right. has to be like she's yeah, a woman a- team principal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing is. Sometimes, hmm, how do I put this? Like, you overemphasize the fact that you're a woman a little bit, Mm -hmm. and you try to make it like every single thing a woman does is like revolutionary. Well, it becomes you're you're a woman, and that's sort of, you know, what got you there. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, sometimes some women make that like a central part of like their identity. Mm Mm-hmm. When with everything they do, and I don't really think it should be. Um, I also shouldn't tell other people what they should do, though. Well, I think gender is something that's very important to a lot of people, but at the same time, I think that as a society, we make it very important. We live in a society. (laughs) So we live in a society. (laughs) I think also maybe it's the fact that she's the only woman, or is that right? Or one of the only women. Probably she's uh, definitely not the only. Well, she's not in F one anymore. But like when she was there, she was not like the only woman working in F one, of course. But she was a team principal. Like she wasn't a woman in a position of power in F one. She wasn't just like some worker. So Mm -hmm. that was like very important. But again, it's like I would I would have almost liked to hear from the other workers. Yeah, because you want it to be, like, it shouldn't be, like, a, oh, it's a woman principal. Yeah, can we not, like, dwell on that Yeah, like, it's just just a principal who happens to be a woman. let their talent and their work speak for itself. Yeah, and and again, I don't want to say that she was not talented, but in the end, at the end of the day, she got there because she was the daughter of, like, the... Team, so that's not really the, like the name of the team was Williams. Empowerment. The, the the name of the team is Williams, and her last name is Williams. Mm-hmm. Like it was in her yeah. family, and she kind of grew up doing this. So that's why that's what kind of got her there. Right. Which it does not um, eliminate all, any other work that she did. Mm-hmm. But I find it sad that for uh, like F one to have a woman principal was like oh like it was in her family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to get any other woman now because all these other men who are principals of those teams now, they got there because of yeah. their privilege. Yeah. Or sometimes, um, and this isn't just for women, but, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about right now. 
uh, they'll be like, oh, no, like women aren't oppressed. Like there's a female vice president. <laughs> there's a female CEO of this company. And it's hmm. like mm, it's a little bit more complex and systemic than yep. that. Mm-hmm. So right. it's kind of performative. And it's like, look. Yeah, well, Beyonce it's very successful. Therefore, <laughs> black women are not oppressed. Yeah. Oh no. It, it's very tokenistic. I think, I think a lot of liberals kind of um, felt like that when Obama was elected. They were kind of like, "We did it. Racism is yeah. over. Right. We did it, guys." Yeah. Or um, you know, they felt like they kind of had it in the bag with Hillary Clinton. They were like, "Wow, we're gonna have a women president." So okay, well, sexism even, is also even over. now no. with Kamala Harris, like yeah. And becoming vice president, great. I feel like everyone, when that happened, everyone was like, oh my God, guys, like we've come we this far. Did but it's it. like, did we? That's another bad part about um, feminism, um, I guess more traditionally, is that some women think that they can't, or just people think that they can't critique a woman because she's a yep. woman. It's like, no, like it's great that Kamala Harris, you know, is the vice president and little girls are going to see a black woman, a South Asian woman as vice president. However, she's against decriminalization sex and work. (laughs) And she was sending trans women to men's prisons. Yeah. You know, she has made mistakes and you have to call her out on that. That doesn't Mm -hmm. make you, that doesn't make you a misogynist. Doesn't mean you hate women. Mm -hmm. If you start calling her, you know, a bitch whore and you she should die and blah 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 that's a little little, this feels a little misogynistic especially if you're a man if you're a man uh, you know watch yourself you're on thin ice but yeah um, that was great because that gave us kind of an outline of what we're going to be talking about because we're going to be talking about you know racism we're going to be talking about celebrities taking part in activism which we kind of dealt with and then um, (laughs) we did talk about everything (laughs) the the podcast is we talked about so many things superficially did not develop on any of them just um, yeah we're going to be talking about slut shaming we're going to be talking about internalized misogyny and um, I'm having a blank right now but you know <laughs> a lot of really really important interesting and dynamic topics see Ronan completed my sentence yeah. <laughs> I don't need to be here right now no <laughs> Ronan take over <laughs> nonsense it's your podcast <laughs> But yeah, thank you for being here, guys. It was anytime. Uh, this was so nice. Yeah, yeah. We should do this more often. How long were we talking? <laughs> that didn't feel very long. No, but it's okay because uh, I I want to keep a lot of it for the episodes. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like yeah, we really like, did. Cool. Just kind of go on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, and talk about like everything, I know we're we're on we? a roll right now, and <laughs> you guys don't know how like I want to say m- so much more, but um, well, I, I will silence something? you. <laughs> can I say something else? No. Okay. No, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Basically, just, I mean, I kind of talked about it earlier, but got sidetracked, obviously, Um, is um, as I grew older, I definitely identify less with the label of feminist, and I don't demand. I'm not questioning everyone, like, oh, are you a feminist? Why aren't you a feminist? Blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Especially for um, queer women, women of color, it's um, more complex. But, you know, I didn't realize I was very much in my bubble. And as you grow older, you become more aware of uh, intersectionality. And that is super, super important to me and my feminism. So um, that's why the stuff that I post about is less like 
slut shaming and like sex positivity and stuff like that that is important but it's just like less important to me than it used to be I guess Mm -hmm. um and um trans issues and uh yeah it's just more yeah that's just um become more important to me Mm -hmm. now yeah I think for me what really made me more aware of issues within feminism is by studying it. Um, When I started my minor in women's studies, I realized like how much flaw there is to like all the different movements. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, yay, I'm finally studying it. I'm going to be able to like finally put a label on my feminism and like figure out what type of feminist I am. And then Mm -hmm. as soon as I would like read some texts and get informed about, you know, radical feminism, Marxist feminism, liberal feminism, I would always be like, okay, yeah, I like that idea, but then they have this wrong. And then it was like that for every movement. And then I realized like there are no perfect movement of feminism because they all have flaws and they they all have flaws in their theories right yeah so, i like the label intersectional feminism i think it's good yeah yeah kimberly crenshaw <laughs> she uh <laughs> came up with that term oh yeah that's nice i didn't um, know that so she's the one who kind of first introduced intersectionality and mm-hmm. um well i mean it already kind of existed but putting like a word yeah a word for it yeah Mm -hmm. so she's Um, the one you can go watch her type talk (laughs) if you want uh where she really goes into depth and how like she came up with the term i feel like it was the internet for me which is the opposite (laughs) show i was like yeah i like studied and read all these texts and like academic and like scholarly scholarly um no for me it's just like the internet because you know like I said like I said my high school was not diverse there weren't really any queer kids or Mm -hmm. um wasn't a lot of racial diversity or religious diversity or anything like that so I learned about it by being on the internet a lot and I remember um when Caitlyn Jenner came out was when I first you know uh, really discovered what um, being trans was. Also, watching Drag Race. I know Drag yeah. Race has its problems, but like <laughs> I did, like that did um, open me up because you know I started watching that when I was quite a bit younger. So it did like open me up to uh, a lot of different types of experiences and types of people that I otherwise never would have been able to meet in my um, little bubble. Yeah. So oh my God. I'm, the wa- I'm watching it right now. You RuPaul's are? Drag Race, like for the first time. Or? Okay, here's the thing with RuPaul with me. Okay, I. I watch like a little bit here and there, Mm -hmm. but like right now I committed to like watching all the seasons like in order. Oh, I wouldn't have told you to watch it in order. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I I told you season five, season six is like a place to start. I'm at season three and um, there's this queen. I can't believe you like watched season one, season two and you like stuck with it. That's That's amazing. Well, it's because I want to be able to say that I've watched all of them. That's why. Uh Okay, cool. (laughs) But yeah, I'm at season three. I'm at the end. But there's this queen who's like, she's in the top three right now. Her name is Raja. Uh Yeah. Raja. Uh, Don't don't tell me if she's gonna win or not oh my gosh she doesn't know i knew before when i was going through i would harder had already been spoiled about who would win Um, that's nice but anyway at some point in the competition she does this like native american headdress Mm -hmm. and like me like i'm watching it in 2021 and i'm like yeah, you're going to see... Like, I see her come out on the runway, and I'm like... Oh, oh Joelle, you're only on season three. The amount of white girls with afros that we'll see on that... Sh- yeah. White girls, white drag queens with afros that we'll see on that show is yeah. atrocious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, anyway, I cl- 
quickly like went to Reddit to see if there was some some someone had called her out at some point, and mm-hmm. apparently like people did. Like yes. years later, people did, and she like yeah. defended it apparently. And I was like, um, okay. <laughs> I don't know if she still feels that way. I don't. Yeah, really probably keep up not. With but I mean, I do kind of think it's not as bad as if a white girl did that. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't but know, guys. Was she native though? <laughs> no, no. Okay, because at some not. point in the so show, it's not no, no. Great, but at some but... point in the show, I I heard RuPaul say like, "Oh, Native American Raja," and I was like, "What? Like, th- did he meant?" I to- I don't know. That's something that I'm actually probably going to look up after because <laughs> I, I don't want. I just don't want to say anything that is not like factual, but. I'm pretty sure Raja is Indonesian. There's, I think so, uh, but I heard there's something in my head telling me that she did say that she's First Nations somehow, but uh, I could be wrong, and it could be propaganda or her trying to make excuses as maybe. well. There are a lot of people who are like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm 2.2% <laughs> right. um, Cherokee yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so it makes it okay for me. <laughs> yeah. Some, I think Raja did something like but that yeah. when um, they called her Lots of parts out. of the show haven't aged well. The cultural appropriation, yep. um, transphobic. Um, Ooh, language it's like ironic that i love that show so much but yeah. there yeah. is so much like <laughs> but here's the thing um rupaul has rightfully been called out for yeah. numerous things but i don't feel like rupaul himself is transphobic because mm-hmm. you know rupaul before he was rupaul like he was around trans women right. all the time like they were his friends the people he was working with so i don't think it's um really trans phobia i think it's just um you know he's he's an older guy like yeah and the language and the way that we perceive gender is different and you know transphobic jokes are like kind of different to him Mm -hmm. and i feel like i just kind of understand where he comes from a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah and so I'm not, like, going to condemn him and, like, say that he's uh, a transphobic piece of shit necessarily. Right. And also I think it's different within, within the drag queen community. They well, have, they have like, a lived experiences. And, the, and the, the lines between, like, a trans woman and a drag queen and all that was, like, pretty blurred back in mm-hmm. the day. Yeah, like, and I if you watch point, like Paris is Burning, some people who today would probably consider themselves trans women would call themselves drag queens or yeah. other Well, at um, some point one of the queens words. came out on the show saying like, you know, I'm actually I'm doing this but I I am actually trans like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's really cool. And now on this <laughs> season we have Got Mick. Yeah. Who I love got Mick. <laughs> I don't know I what you guys are drag. talking about. <laughs> you should definitely go on Instagram and look up got Mick. You can watch the live season. Trends. You don't need to watch in order. It's not like mm-hmm. um, Supernatural yeah, or like Sherlock or whatever. Yeah, I know. I don't, like, know I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I know. I don't need to. I mean, there are references to past seasons, and you would get spoiled for the winners, I guess. Yeah. But. but like, I know I haven't watched uh, his season, but um, I don't know his drag queen name what season um season four winner no are you talking about willem willem yes Uh willem what about willem well his wait willem is the drag queen yeah willem's the drag queen i feel so bad right now it's okay i thought it was his like his name was william some drag queens go by their like boy names yes 
True. Oh. And Willem mm-hmm. is one of them. Willem is Elliot yeah. with two T's. Oh my god. Bob the drag queen. I don't oh, I know Bob the drag queen. is really getting on my nerves. I know, me too. <laughs> and I'm seeing some stuff online that's not. I know, me too. I don't, I don't really, I'm not his biggest fan, but he does have a boy name. Yeah. Anyway, I, I know Willem. Um, I think Willem is so funny. Yes, me too. Because I think that like in her season, she was the queen who was like very unapologetic and like she was just, she would read everyone you all the time. You haven't seen that season yet, right? No, I've seen just like Will and Best Moments clips. compilations. We yeah. yeah. We won't I think say nothing then. Yeah. <laughs> and like Will she has a YouTube channel. Yeah. And she does like the beatdown. It's so good. Yeah. It's so funny. She basically roasts people on the internet. Yeah. I've so watched. Like, so, so cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I wish I was that funny and it's like. <laughs> yeah, Willem has uh, said and done some problematic things, but yep. she's like Go owned up. To, season four, but she's girl. owned yeah, up to like, okay. all of it. I think. I mean, I think um, she got kicked off her, the show. But I think no. it's really interesting to talk about okay. misogyny, <laughs> transphobia, and racism within um, that type of community. Yeah. Um, yes. Just like you know, there's racism in feminism and within women. Um, there is misogyny in the gay community as well yeah. and there's transphobia in the gay community and racism in the gay community which is a little bit different than when you're just looking at um cishet people mm-hmm. yeah so it's different it's an, it, i think it's good to look at it all these different issues in different communities yeah. and um misogyny in the black community is um like a whole other thing as well yeah mm-hmm. i think that with, within feminism the, the word all of mm-hmm. like and colorism the groups mm-hmm. of people all have their problems also within each communities like yeah we all have like and within the feminism movements there are so many <laughs> like bad things happening yeah and you know we're gonna talk about it uh in the podcast in each episodes and i really hope that like it's gonna shed light to those problems because i feel like sometimes Especially, like, if you look at feminism, like we talked about today, like, in those corporations and, like, mm-hmm. the feminism that you see on TV, like, in, on mainstream television and, like, mainstream media is not the same thing as what's happening, like, Very, yeah, for us, at least. I, well, for me. Fi- I don't Very talk- superficial and kind of, like, yeah. behind the times. Like, that stuff we were talking about 10 years ago that yeah. they're talking about now. You're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we're always, like, we see it and we're, like, okay, yeah, we've, we've. Talked about this before. Like, yeah. can we just move on to today? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're gonna talk Sorry about. Sorry, I got a soft jacking in. <laughs> yeah, we that got we no got problem. we got um we got a little bit a little bit off topic with uh, Drag Race, but you know I think that <laughs> drag no but dra- life, Drag Race though. has such like a, a legacy behind it that mm-hmm. I feel like if we just start talking about it, we could do a whole episode Please. on Drag Race. <laughs> there's on there's so many podcasts about Drag Race. I didn't know that. Really? Yes. I used to be more into Drag Race and drag, and I would listen to a lot of podcasts about it. There's a lot of recap podcasts, like Willem Mm -hmm. and uh, Alaska have a podcast where they recap every single episode. Oh, my God. Yeah, Race (laughs) Chasers. It's so good. Yeah. A lot, a lot of drag queens have started. A lot of people in general have started yeah. podcasts in the pandemic, but drag queens have started. Yeah, I think that in the last year, it was like the year of podcasts. Yep, yeah, me too. And that's why I feel like I'm late to the game, but it's okay. Oh, better late than never. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So and can't wait for the other episodes. This is definitely mm. going to be the best produced podcast of all, like our clique of journalism people at Concordia. No you offense. Think so? No offense, other people. Um, <laughs> but this is definitely um, more it's a pretty professional elite setup. Yeah. yeah. Pretty elite. Mm. I like yes, that. it is. Yeah. I mean, what I decided to do was like, I'm either doing it. Or I'm not oh, yeah, getting it. That's right. All <laughs> and in. Full out. Uh, yeah, All I'm in. someone who's like very like I give like 120 mm-hmm. percent. So like I was like I'm gonna do it all in. And I'm going to rent a studio. That's good. So. I should do that. I do a lot of different <laughs> things, but I do a lot of them very mediocrely. <laughs> you know that there's this meme of Cheryl Hull on Drag Race UK, and she's in her confessional, and she's like, I'm ready for another week of doing mediocre. And that's me <laughs> every week. That's me every day I wake up. I can learn from Joelle to really uh, fully commit yeah. to something and go for it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's very stressful, but I think it went well. And I would like to thank my socks for that because I wore my socks that say, <laughs> do you want to see them? Show me. What do they show say? The, yeah. let's, let's show the, let's see what the audience has to say. You got this. Aww. You got this. Girl, you got this. Yes. So my socks say, you got this. And I did not pick them up on purpose this morning. I literally... <laughs> Again, the universe, just I like know. your playlist. Yeah. So, like, the universe was trying to tell me something. And um, I think it went well. Me too. <laughs> I do. I'm glad. Yeah. So, thank you to Nadia. And thank you to Ronan. You're welcome. For joining us today. Thank you for and having me. if you like them, then you will see them again. So, yes. <laughs> if you didn't like them, well... <laughs> yeah, just don't listen to my Shut up. <laughs> yeah. But you should still listen to them. Because, like, other people are going to be there. So, that would be rude if you didn't listen to my episode. Because I'm there. Because there's other people. And they're great. You're great, too, Nadia. I know. You. But if you don't like the sound of my voice, that's valid. <laughs> but, like, you should still listen to the other people, yeah. is my point. That's the thing when it's a group thing. If yeah. you don't like the sound of my voice, then just don't listen to my don't radio listen. show. It's just me. And here's the thing, right? I would love to like listen back on what you guys have to say, but I don't want to listen to my voice. So like, <laughs> I've kind of become numb a little bit after editing my voice. Like every single week, I'm kind of numb to it. I don't listen to the radio show every week now because um, then it's like listening to the same thing over and over again too much mm-hmm. and I'm less stressed about it and I'm more chill with it but mm-hmm. yeah I'm kind of numb to the sound of my own voice and I've gotten some compliments actually I never <laughs> thought I had a nice voice but people told me I did so that's nice you do have a nice it voice. is very soothing in these uh-huh. earphones I will tell you yes everyone's yeah. yeah I feel like anyone's <laughs> voice when you listen to it in this way is very soothing <laughs> Well, can't wait for more episodes with you guys. I think you guys did amazing. And um, to those of you listening or watching, you will get to meet (laughs) Dorothy and Daniela. Look at you breaking the. Oh, the I did wall. a lot. I'm like, I can finally pretend I'm on the office. I'm like making faces. So yeah, for those of you listening or watching, you guys will get to meet Dorothy and Daniela, which are the two episode. other Same. contributors. And I really, I can't wait for the audience to meet them because they're they're fab. just as amazing as both of these two girls. And like, yeah, I'm really excited for this to start. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what you guys are going to talk about. I don't know. We'll see. I'm so excited. I Tune wonder if they'll get for the as next off episode. track as us. <laughs> but yeah. it's a good thing. Yes. Okay. So um, lastly, just uh, if you want to guys want to plug anything, but I'll just say to the audience to go follow That Feminist Podcast yes. on Instagram Very to cute. get any more updates uh, for the next episode. So mm-hmm. thank you for watching. 
or listening. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to play. I was like, okay. I was waiting. Okay. I was waiting for you guys to say Oh, like, sorry. What? Um, Bye. So you can follow me at uh, Nadia.Trudel on Instagram. I don't remember my Twitter handle right now, but I think I'm funny on Twitter. I think I deserve more Twitter followers. Please follow me on Twitter. Um, and I have so many drafts on Twitter, guys, because now, um, because of the internship I have, I have like professional people following me, like journalists and like a professor. So oh, I'm wow. like, oh my God, I can't tweet yeah. this. I'm so sad. <laughs> Maybe I'll start a private Twitter, but yeah. Yes. Um, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can read my articles. What's, wait, what's the handle again? Nadia.trudel. Nadia. So just Trudel. my name. Uh, if you look me up on Google, you'll find me, guys. <laughs> Not okay, to brag, but okay. I've she's Googled that, myself. She's that bitch. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can find Google my articles me, online. <laughs> I'm a staff writer for the Concordian, so I write especially for them, but I'm uh, trying to branch out a little bit. And um, my radio show airs every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on CJLO 1690 AM. Listen to it if you like K-pop, even if you don't like K-pop. If yeah. you don't like K-pop, oh yeah. You're you're just dismissing an entire country's music industry. <laughs> no, but even if you don't like K-pop, just listen for her because <laughs> she's amazing. But it's, no, but it's like every genre. People, anyways. Sorry, I'm not going to go on a rant about <laughs> K-pop. <laughs> Continue, guys. Sorry about Ronan, that. Ronan, do you want to plug? I don't have anything to plug. I well, you don't you should have follow her no. on Instagram. She's you very can, pretty. Sure. Guys. Yes. Thank you, <laughs> Ronan M. Salzel. And Salzel's that's. S A S A L Z L. I was gonna yeah. give it a. They could go spell it. Okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, I just I don't post lots actually, but yeah, when no, I do, true. it's a you cute little moment, so you can go see my Instagram. Yeah. She doesn't post, but when she posts, mm, I post. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for being uh, with us today, guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye.